Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I am on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me on the podcast is a special guest. Let him know who you are, brother. I'm Tyler, man. I'm MC Tyler Havlin, the big, the bald, the beautiful, the brash. I am the host of Inner Idiot Podcast, and let me tell you what, man. I am honored to be here. Like, you know when you're at the bar and there's this really hot chick? Yes. And you just you're scared to go up to her. You're like that hot chick for me, man. You turn around, <laughs> for, right? So, so what I had to do before I even come on tonight, man, because I was getting nervous, I was sweating. I was like, you know what? I better get a strategic wank in before we get this. So I put your intro music on loop, and I just fucking rubbed one out. I gagged a girth worm. I should be good to go. I think I killed the nerve. <laughs> so, hopefully, I'm good. I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate that, brother. You're going to be fine. You're going to be just fine. As always, we like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Tyler, are you ready? Yes, sir. Question number one. What is the best album or song you listened to in the past year? And it does not have to be new. The best album, it's hands down, All Eyes on Me by Tupac. I've said this a million and a half times. That album lives rent-free in my head, in my car, everywhere I go. That's what I'm playing. Great album. What's your favorite song off of it? Thug I love Nash. that album. That's a good Thug song. Nash. Just because I can remake it all the time. It don't matter what I'm doing. I can repurpose that song for whatever the fuck I'm doing. I like that. I like that. I, I love that album. That's probably my favorite album of all time. I love that album so much. Such a great album. Every song on there is great. They're all bangers. They're all fire. And I've I've probably bought that album at least 20 times. No joke. 20 times I've had to rebuy that album. I believe it. I believe it. It's, it's that good. That album is so good. Such a good album. I love that album. All right. Question number two. It's an interesting question. Let's see if you can answer it. All right. What is... An NFT, in your words. Oh, man. See, this is where it gets difficult, man. I'm going to take my glasses off for this one because this one makes my goddamn brain hurt. <laughs> so so the other day I seen NFT farts in a jar, and I clicked this shit, right? Okay. And motherfuckers are buying pictures of farts in a jar. Pictures of farts in a jar. So I guess wow. an NFT is just like an online picture of some shit that you just got to pay a lot of money for and it goes up in value. So like I've made some pictures, like I'm just going to just start taking pictures of myself and look, I fart a lot. So I'm a fart in motherfucking jars. Look, I got a lifetime supply of gas ready to go. <laughs> so, I mean, non fungible tokens is what it stands for, but I think it means now farting timelessly. <laughs> that works for me. That works for me. All right. Question number three, Tyler. It's going to be a good one for you. What do you think is the dumbest thing you think you've ever done as a kid? Holy shit. Like, dude, limited this as a kid. There's well, I, I usually say college and under. That's how I yeah, describe I kid. Lot, I did a lot of dumb shit as a kid. Uh, so there was this one time I stuck a crayon in my nose. I was probably 10 years old. I don't know why I stuck a goddamn crayon in my nose. I don't know, like, if a red crayon smelled different than a green crayon or what. But I stuck this bitch in my nose and the tip broke off. 
oh. and my ass didn't tell my parents. And I went to the doctor like two months later, and that motherfucker was just in there growing arms and shit. It like had teeth and 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 a mouth and eyes. Like they named it Fred, and they pulled that motherfucker out my nose. They said, <laughs> "Where the fuck did this come from?" That's bad. Uh, that's one of the dumbest things I did. But then, as maybe not as a kid, but as a young adult, I broke my penis once. How the fuck and you this, broke your penis? Right. Let me tell you what. This was the scariest motherfucking moment of my life. I was at work. I was a lot younger and I had this cabinet in my truck and you could get in this cabinet and you could urinate. There was a hole at the bottom of it. It just drained right out the hole into the street. So I get in the cabinet. I'm fucking draining the main vein and I hear the handle fucking wiggle. So I think a customer's trying to get in my truck. So I pinch it off like I stopped peeing. Right. Okay. Well, this was my first mistake. Never stop midstream because that motherfucker blew up. It just flowered. Like, just the pressure build up. Man, I'm telling you what. I thought I was going to fucking die. And there is a time to laugh at shit, and there is a time to not. And when you go to the goddamn hospital, and you're a nurse, and you got my broken penis in your hand, it is not time to fucking laugh. That is correct. And then the doctor (laughs) laughed, too. But I was all right. It still works. I'm good. I had to sit down and pee for about three months. I didn't get to have sex for like three months, but I'm good now. There's so many questions. You were in a truck. Yeah. And apparently you could pee in this truck. Right. You, it, the, the, like, the side of the truck, it was like a box truck. It had a cabinet. And it was like adult fucking height. Right? So you just got in there when you had to go when you were in the field. And you just peed right out the hole. Nobody was none the wiser. That is <laughs> That is insane. And then, and then also a customer just walked up to your truck, tried to open the door. Well, they must have seen me climb in that motherfucker. So how do you so explain like, this got, to the customer? Like, hey, I just broke my dick. Get well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure once the cr- customer saw me crying, they're like, we better leave this man alone. Plus, he's got his <laughs> dick in his hand. Like, we don't know what the do we need to call the cops, put him on a motherfucking watch list <laughs> or what? Why is this man walking around with a bloody dick in his hand? Look, I left work. I was like, look, I got to go to the hospital. I broke my dick. My manager laughed at me. The fucking nurse in triage laughed at me. The doctor laughed at me. They just said, put some Vaseline on it. It'll heal. I I tell you what, that was awful. That is a wild story. Yeah, man. There's blood <laughs> everywhere. That is not where you want to bleed from. I don't know how women do it. Yeah. But a dick <laughs> is not where you want to bleed from. Yeah, to say the least, I don't think you're going to bleed from your penis. That's top one worst place to bleed from yeah question number four it's an easy one transformers or gobots all right so i was listening to your episode with uh crystal stormy crystal or something like that crystal storm that's correct he was she was amazing so me having to follow that like it's like eh. Man, he really lowered his standards for this one. But that's- <laughs> shout out to shout out to her though, because I know you asked her this question, dude. I heard her mention Battlestar Galactica and shit, and yeah. my fucking geek brain went, "Whoa, that shit is my favorite show." But with Great that show. being said, Transformers, GoBots can go suck a fucking dick. Yeah, I agree. GoBots fucking suck. 
I just mentioned that right. question now because GoBots are fucking awful. I hate yeah. GoBots. And somehow they're, they're they're like they're still they're popping up again for some reason. Yeah, I saw some shit at like the dollar store, like GoBots. Like what? And Fuck, they still, I ain't seen this shit since I was like eight. And they still suck. <laughs> they are yeah. still terrible. That's the Wish Transformers. Exactly. <laughs> All right, question five, Tyler. Zombie apocalypse happens Walking Dead style. I'm probably going to stop saying that because the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead's ending soon, real soon. Now that I think about it, but I digress. You're going to take five things to go survive in the world. What five things you're taking? Family and pets don't count because they all of them that can go with you unless you don't want them to go with you. Then fuck them, let them die. <laughs> so what are you taking with you? All right. So so does it matter where I'm starting from? Because we actually do this thing where it's a zombie apocalypse and we have to start from a sex shop. Does it matter where I'm starting? You from? can start from wherever you want to start from. If you want to start from a sex shop? Fine by me. All right. Well, first of all, I quit smoking about seven months back. But I'm gonna get a lifetime fucking. I'm gonna. Buy, I'm just gonna grab cartons and cartons of cigarettes because you know what? Fuck it. It's the end of the world. I'm gonna start smoking again. I don't give a fuck. Plus, they could be used as NFTs or whatever the fuck you want to call them. I'm gonna trade them bitches for blowjobs or fucking. Somebody's gonna toss my goddamn salad for a cigarette. A carton of cigarettes <laughs> is a goddamn must. You know what? Um, that actually makes sense. I feel like cigarettes is one of those things that people would have cravings for. And they'll do favors for those cigarettes. So that kind of makes a lot of sense. Hey, man, cigarettes will save your asshole in fucking prison. So, I mean. Yeah. People want to trade for cigarettes. Fucking survivors. Yeah. People want to trade for cigarettes. People want food. Yeah. They, you could probably get some good stuff for cigarettes. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Next, I'm going I'm to definitely have to need uh, a couple good pairs of shoes. Because if I'm on my feet that goddamn much, shoes are important, man. Yes. Like I can't be fucking get my feet can't be getting wet. I can't be wearing wet fucking shoes all the goddamn time. Cause that'd just then I fucking turn into a zombie. I'll be so good damn cranky and tired all the fucking time. What else am I gonna take? That's hmm. good. Shoes are important. Very important. Look, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take an industrial side. I don't know how far I'm gonna carry it around, but this is my third one. An industrial size. Um, supply of lube, and I'm always gonna just rub this lube all over me. Okay. So just KY jelly to fuck out myself, right? And okay. the reason being is, ain't no goddamn zombie gonna be able to hold on to me when I'm fucking all lubed up. <laughs> it's worse than take. That might actually right. work. I'm telling you, how the fuck you gonna bite me if you fucking? For one, zombies ain't got a whole lot of teeth. They just walking around like sleepy meth heads all the goddamn time. <laughs> that is so, accurate. So if you ain't got that many teeth, them teeth, the teeth you do got, they just gonna slide right off. All right, let, let's that see. That might actually work. I'm gonna need a good weapon, but one that is not gonna just fucking pee out on me. All right, so let's let's take a uh, an all metal hatchet. I think that'll work. Okay. All metal hatchet. All metal hatchet. So there, there's four. Man, this fifth one, there's so much shit you could take. You know what? If there's zombies, right? Like electricity and shit's probably out, right? So I'm gonna take a car door with me. Just the door? That way, yeah, that way if I get hot, I just roll down the window. <laughs> <laughs> you 
modern solutions for the modern zombie times, man. It's going to be an old car because motherfuckers don't actually know why it's rolled down the windows now. Like like, a, like an old Cadillac door? Just going to carry that motherfucker around it to double as a shield. I get hot, I can start running and roll the fucking window down. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, tell everybody about yourself for those who don't know. Uh, about myself, I'm a, I'm a comedian. I'm a coach. I'm a podcast host. I am a father. I am a butt play fucking um, supporter. Look, if you ain't licking butt in 2022, you're doing it wrong. If you ain't getting your butt licked in 2022, you're doing it wrong. And tell you what, you ain't lived till you had your fucking fucking fart box tongue punch. It's just that's the way it is. Um, but I digress. By the way, I'm glad you used that word. I love that word. Digress is. Yes, good word. Good word. Um, but my, my life is consumed by this podcast stuff, man. I, I do uh, about three different shows a week, and then I usually do a guest spot or two a week. So I'm always promoting. I'm always working with new people. And I've got to work with a lot of new people over this last year. And, and man, it, is, it really is an honor working with you. You've been around for Thank a long you. time. Everybody knows your name. Um, you come highly recommended by a lot of people. Jody B, Big Nick, everybody who's anybody in the indie world knows who Delvin Cox is. So for I appreciate me, that. this is just a fucking honor. I'm just trying not to come too quick. <laughs> I really appreciate that, brother. Yeah, those are my dudes. Jody B, Big Nick, those are my guys. Yeah. So, man, tell me about your podcast. It seems cool. Tell right, so us to everybody who, who doesn't know about the Inner Idiot Podcast. And how did right, you so come up listen. with it? All right, so the Inner Idiot, it's like, I got ADHD, so I get brain squirrels all the goddamn time, right? Like, I'll be laying in bed. I'll be like, well, well, what happens if you only got one leg? How do you buy just one shoe? Like, do you donate the other shoe? So, like, I'd just be thinking of weird shit like that. Like, how buff would I be if I had Parkinson's and I got a bunch of shake weights? Like, I don't know. So that's actually a good question. Right? If Michael J. Fox got a hold of some goddamn shake weights, he's staying up some shit. Like he just hands down, he's gonna be unstoppable. Yeah. Makes sense. So so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put these thoughts down. And uh I started a first podcast before this in a YouTube channel because a lot of people were like, Hey, you need to stand up. I'm like, no, I get stage fright. Like I get up on stage and it's like the first time I see a pre- priest pecker, there's way too much fucking um pressure by the way the blood of christ is not always red sometimes it's white and thick (laughs) let let me tell you what pleasing fucking jesus is kind of hard when you're on your knees all the (laughs) god but anyway so i was like all right i'll do this it'll get me warmed up for stand up you guys want me to do stand up is how we're gonna roll so that died off when um in my second divorce and then I met my current co-host and I wanted to start a podcast back up and he has a studio. I was like, Hey man, do you mind if I come in and record? It's like, yeah, come on in. So I come in and record. And I'm like, you know what? Just be on this episode with me. And then it ended up him just being on every episode with me, Lord Shorty. Um, but anyways, we do top fives at the beginning of every episode and uh, myself and my three co-hosts. Now we all, do a top five on a specific list. And then we go into another segment, which is either whatever's burning my ass at the time, a conspiracy, some what the fuck facts. Um, 
product reviews. We just we it's it's just fucking random. But if you got kids, like you probably want to put them motherfuckers down for a nap before we listen to it. And because you, you don't want kids listening to us, or we're gonna fucking teach them some bad shit. <laughs> I like that. If they're I like ugly, that. put them. If they're ugly, put them up for adoption before you listen. Because I'm allergic to ugly kids. <laughs> you ever so, been trapped in an elevator with an ugly kid? No, I can't say I have. Actually, goddamn, it is a scary motherfucking thing, especially if they're talkative and not funny. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare, actually. Yeah, I don't think I've been trapped in an elevator with kids for that long. Well, let me tell you what, man. Parents need to stop gassing up their kids, especially when they're ugly, telling these little ugly motherfuckers, you could be whatever you want to be when you grow up. No, you're setting that little ugly motherfucker up. <laughs> you better tell that motherfucker you ever want to get laid. You better be funny. You better be a goddamn doctor. You're never getting no pussy. <laughs> Not happening. Quit gassing these kids up. They ain't going to be models. They ain't going to be actors. They're ugly. Yeah, they that's a good be point. Goddamn funny. So what got what got you into podcasting? What made you say I want to do I want to do the podcast thing? I know you said that you were doing the YouTube thing, and then you kind of stumbled onto your homeboy who had a studio. Did he stumble onto your show? Yeah. Well, I just I like making people laugh, so it was an easier way instead of trying to put a video out every time for me because our studio shows audio. I mean, we have videos like teasers, and we do like a Twitch, but. Our main show is all audio. And for me, that allows me to get out some of my good material and, and just make people laugh, make people smile. Like, I'm an asshole, but I still like to make people happy. I know it kind of contradicts itself. Like, you be happy, but you just be happy over there and laugh at the shit I say. Just don't <laughs> come over here. So let, let me ask you this. Have you always kind of been in the comedy? And what were some of the comedians that you liked when you were coming up? Oh man, when I was coming up, it, it was uh, it was Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence was my all-time favorite. Christopher Titus, um, man, Martin Lawrence's run tell that Great. was one of the best stand. It's still to this day one of my favorite stand-ups. Um, this wasn't when I'm I was younger, but Eliza Schlesinger, okay. she is absolutely fucking hilarious. Not to mention, I probably let her throw crunchy peanut butter at me while I sat in a high chair. <laughs> but, um, yeah so it was just i grew up around sarcastic assholes my whole life so it just kind of it just kind of naturally happened that's dope that's really dope so you kind of just watching the comedians like martin lawrence eddie murphy you kind of kind of just kind of fell into it and kind of felt like they were your people yeah definitely so what made you want to even try to comedy and stuff like that it just kind of like came naturally because a lot of people like comedy but actual comedy is like a craft and it's not an easy craft by the way yeah and people don't understand that like people can be funny at a party or whatnot and be like oh i'm a comedian like nah dog you ain't a comedian because you're just saying your joke the loudest you're just saying some outlandish shit the loudest but people don't understand is and this is the difference between like acting musicians and comedians there's nothing wrong with musicians and actors but they automatically have their shit wrote for them most of the time they can redo somebody else's work and and put it off as as a remix or a tribute like as a comedian we can't 
we usually can't tell somebody else's joke or or we're shunned upon. And yes. the problem with me is, is I, I've written a lot of jokes for people. So I have to stay away from those jokes that I've written for others. And sometimes my brain will mix it up. So I try to like to write down most of my original shit that I haven't given to other people. I'm like, no, if I'm keeping this for myself, I'll write this down. I'll give this out. But people don't understand how hard it is, especially when you do a weekly podcast to write jokes week in, week out. Let me ask you about that. What is your process like when you write jokes? Like, how do you come up with the jokes? Because writing, as simple as it sounds in theory, like, yeah, we're just writing. No, it's very difficult to come up with punchlines, especially if you're writing for someone else. How do you find that voice for someone else when you're writing? All right, so if if I'm writing a joke for somebody else, I have to listen to their stuff extensively. I have to figure out how are they going to react to different phrases? How are they going to deliver different phrases? So writing for other people is hard. So sometimes I'll just be like, look, this is what you're going to get. You find a way to deliver to deliver it. I'll just give them an outline. For myself, a joke can just be, I'll see a picture of something. And for example, a couple of weeks ago, somebody posted on Twitter, this dude that was harassing them and sending them news. She, she fucking posted a picture of it. And this motherfucker had a fupa that looked like a goddamn fanny pack. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, fanny pack fupas. I can, there's a joke there. And it, it took me about a week to write it and to get it down, but I got it down and I set it on. A, I made a whole top five just so I could use fanny pack fupas. And uh, that worked out. But, but a lot of times the joke will come from everyday life, like weird shit that happens. And I'm, if you can't tell, I'm a very outspoken person. And so when somebody says something dumb, I'm going to tell them. If I say something dumb, I'm be like, damn, that was dumb. Why didn't y'all make fun of me for that? So a lot of times I'll take my inspiration just from everyday fucking interactions or shit my kids do. Like kids just write jokes themselves. Like that shit's easy. Yes. Being a father is a joke in its goddamn self. A parent, period. That's just living a fucking joke. You just got to realize what, hey, I can pull this material. I can pull this material. So that that's how I get my jokes. And then in our show, just from the way the conversations flow, I'll be able to pull one or two out and be like, well, my co's will say something and it just instantly clicks in my brain. I make a joke out of this in about five seconds. So as soon as they're done talking, boom, joke. I like that. So what kind of plans you have when it comes to your comedy? Is it something that I know you said you get stage fright things like that. So it's kind of like, tough to like go out there and say I'm going to do shows and things like that but do you want to kind of do the thing like when you write for other comedians or work behind the scenes of comedy that's something that you look think you might be interested into doing see being on video that that's not hard for me okay put my voice out there is not hard for me I just I feel like once I can get over that hump and people don't understand comedians doesn't mean stand up comedy that's just a branch of it yes like I mean if you write for somebody else, if you if you're a host of a podcast and, and you're funny and you write your own shit, um, that that's all comedy. If you're an actor and you do comedy work, that's all comedy. Write for sitcoms. So, right. That's all all different aspects of comedy. Stand up is just only one aspect of comedy. There are several different branches, whether you're like you said, doing a podcast, comedy podcast, whether you're doing 
It's writing for sitcoms, whether you're writing for talk shows. It's a lot you can do in the veins of comedy and with your talent. Right. And and I actually have about five stand-ups written, about five 20-minute stand-ups written. And I have a few friends that are stand-up comics that are trying to, you know, like, hey, come with me on this show. Just sit, watch. And uh, I've got a bunch of open mics that want me to come. But, like, I, uh, open mics is kind of tricky because most of those people there are all friends. Like, I, I just – but um, I have a few, few things I'm going to try out in the next year. Uh, and then, of course, stick with the podcast. I love doing it, man. Like I said, I just – I love making people laugh. And uh, I love putting my crazy ideas out there in the world. My co-hosts are always ripping on me because they'll always come in with this serious uh, top five. And then it gets to me and I'm like, all right, time to get the brave, bitches. And uh, <laughs> so they'll come in like our last top five was top five favorite things about uh, our co-hosts. So they come in and they're all saying nice shit about me. And uh, I just come in with like my number one was shorty. You got really nice hair. So from the back, as long as you got a shirt on, you look like a woman. I might just bend you over that desk, <laughs> man. That's my favorite thing about you. So just dumb shit like that. What has it been like podcasting for you and comedy for that matter? And let's just call it the COVID generation in terms of it's a lot of stuff going on as of late, like whether it's COVID, whether it's cancel culture, whether it's people just being serious about everything, not only council culture, that's one small aspect of it, but it just seems like people are just so uptight and wound up from stress and everything that's going on. What does it be like kind of being that kind of guy who has to make people laugh? Well, I, I came in right before COVID hit, um, right at the end of 2019 is when the show started. And um, then COVID hit. And, and I, I want to target my audience, I want to target those people that are downtrodden, that are, you know, like just fuck life, blah, blah, blah. Like I want to cheer those motherfuckers up as far as how my comedy is, is going around like cancel culture, politics, COVID. I try not to touch on politics too much. That's a joke in itself. I don't need to make a joke about it half the time. It, it just, it just fucking makes fun of itself. Um, COVID I'll touch on it every once in a while. Uh, cancel culture is something else i don't try to touch i don't censor myself but it's not something that like i actively write jokes about a lot of my jokes are raunchy sex related uh i mean i get a lot i write a lot of parkinson's jokes i mean i know i'm going to hell but i mean it's just it's it's an easy one and i've donated to the michael j fox foundation so i feel like i'm allowed to make fun of parkinson's yeah i think you get michael uh, j fox a certain amount of money you're allowed to make fun of him look <laughs> Life goal, I want to play Jenga with Michael J. Fox because I know I ain't going to lose. <laughs> so that that's the whole thing. Like, during COVID, like, if you're in the house, turn on a couple episodes of my show. I'll make you laugh. I'll make you forget about some shit for, for a little bit. I, I might even make you think about some shit that you didn't think about before. That That's, that's my goal. I like your output and your outlook on things. I like the fact that you are upbeat. You are cheery. You are being funny. You are not going the route that everybody else is going in terms of 
comedy nowadays is kind of going towards the hey, we have to be edgy just to be edgy, but we have to be edgy in in terms of anti-establishment. So in turn, what we're gonna do is we're gonna make jokes about COVID, we're gonna make jokes about politics, we're gonna make this and that. The way you're handling things, I like it because it's like no, I'm gonna just be fucking funny. I'm gonna be as raunchy as funny as I can, and either you get it or you don't get it. I like that. Think that's dope. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. And, and like I said, everybody's nobody wants to hear about fucking politics all the goddamn time. So that's why I just try. I'm like, ah, like I want to, I want to get people out of that mindset when they're listening to me. It's and, and plus, like listening to me talk about politics is like fucking taking driving lessons from Stevie Wonder. Like it's just bad fucking. <laughs> I don't know shit about politics. I stay the fuck away from it. Like that's just that's who I am. It's who I've always been. I like that. So, what is it like doing your podcast? Because you, you're the funny one with your co-host, and you're kind of being the funny guy, and you're doing your thing. What is that experience like, bouncing your ideas and your jokes off of them? It, it's great because the four of us are completely different. Like, if you saw a picture of all four of us, you'd be like, those four don't know each other. But in all actuality, these are three of my favorite people that are sitting in this studio with me. So Lord Shorty, he's this—he's sh- a short guy. His name is actually Lord Shorty, legally. Um, he's How sh- do you get your name to be Lord Shorty? All right, so he legally changed his name to Shorty, and he acquired the title Lord by buying land in Scotland. That's a whole... <laughs> That's a whole interesting story in itself. I'm telling you, apparently you could do it. Like, it, it's not that hard, but he wanted the title, and he already changed his name to Shorty. So he's, to me, he's Lord Shorty Fresh in the flesh all day, every day. And um, he is a comic book expert, a tabletop RPG, like Dungeons & Dragons. He's, he's expert in that. And then we got Miles, Miles Sham, who one time... He got a scam letter saying, hey, congratulations on your PhD. Why don't you um, further your education with our our university? And it was a made-up university. So ever since, he's been Dr. Miles Sham. He's been papping schmears and slapping rears since he got that letter. If you got a pap, (laughs) you will smear it, ladies. Um, So he's been Dr. Miles Sham, and he's just this tall ginger. who he's, He's into the nerdy stuff, too. And then we have Kara Banks. She is an attractive young lady, and and it looks like she don't belong anywhere around us. She is new <laughs> to the show. She's new to the show, and she doesn't. She's not quite there yet. She's getting there, but she's still a little quiet. But she wanted to be on, and um, we needed a female's touch around there. We lost our last female host. Um, she was amazing, though. A uh, shout out to. Miss Ava B, the Duchess of Delightful, uh, we miss her, but she had to move on to other things. But yeah, so interacting with those three and and seeing their reactions of pure disgust at half the shit I say is absolutely amazing. (laughs) So who are some of your dream guests for the podcast? People that you want to get on, have conversations with, interested in talking to? Well, I've had a lot of of the people I want to work with. But one of my dream guests, and and I do a show on Monday nights on Instagram, is this this cat named Delvin Cox. I'd love to have him on my Instagram oh. lives. 
live okay. show on Monday nights. I'm down for that. What time you do your show? We we go Monday night live on Instagram at 9 p.m. And okay. um, a lot of the people um, you probably heard of a lot of the people we've worked with. With Big Nick was one of my dream. Like I wanted to work with Big Nick. Like he's since I joined Twitter, he's like one of the best follows there is for me. Yes, Nick's love following dude. that man. I, I've got to work with Pixie. Um, everybody on Twitter knows Pixie. She's the yes. fucking queen of Twitter. Um, Dad's on Dayquil. I've got to work with all three of them, sometimes separately, sometimes at the same time. Um, who else is there? Tim McCarthy. Let me tell you what. If you get a chance to work with Tim McCarthy from 2010 Minutes, take it. This man is aces. He's great. Um, comically okay. unaware. But as far as somebody I haven't worked with, I got to work with Jay Armstrong. That was a great honor. Um, he's he was voted Cincinnati's funniest comedian, stand up comic. Uh, I want to say 2017 or 18. That's really cool. So I got to work with him a couple times. Um, as far as somebody I haven't worked with, is I want to work with Jody B. I gotta work with that. Is easy. That's my boy. That's one of my best friends. You can hit Jody B up here, definitely work with you on some stuff. Yeah, so I'm just waiting for that invite, Jody. Just waiting for that invite. See, I, I had to invite myself to Delvin, but that's all right. It was it. it I got up the nerve. I was like, "Hey, Delvin, you want to have me on?" Yes. <laughs> yeah, you just holler at Jody B. I don't, think, I don't think he's even doing anything. You, you have to get Jody B after nine p.m. If you get Jody B after nine p.m., he'll, he'll hop on your show. That's not a problem at all. He's a good. Well, dude. My, my my he ain't got Instagram, so he can't come on the Instagram show. And the and the studio show, <laughs> we try to keep um. We try to keep studio show in studio. We have not actually done one of those where we've brought somebody in remotely. Um, just because the lag really fucks with me. And, uh, and, we, and we have an energy like it's an in the room energy. And it's 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 hard to replicate that over um, Internet or Zoom for me. So but we have had a lot of guests come in. We've had a lot of fighters come in, comedians, um, other athletes and then we just have our friends in and bullshit with our friends because we have a great group of friends but yeah that's, so delvin cox and jody b that's that's my two dream dream people to work with right there that is an easy get you probably can actually have both of us on together if anything that's not a problem at all i like it i like it so, yeah, so i got an opening on the 24th for uh instagram just saying let me see. I got to check. I know I'm doing a podcast sometime soon. Thank How many you. have you done tonight? This is the third one, actually. Hardworking man. Yeah, I'm always doing podcasts, man. We, we, we'll definitely set something up off, off mic. We'll definitely hook up, and I'll do that. So I'm happy to do that for you, brother. That'll be cool. Awesome, man. Awesome. So are there any more things you want to talk about before we go? Man, that's it. I just, again, I want to thank you for having me. Uh, if, you, if you're if so obliged, people listening, check us out at Inner Idiot. You can find us on Spotify, Google, um, YouTube. We put a teaser up on YouTube. It's not the full episode. You can find us on Twitch. We do a, a watered-down show on Twitch. It's all things nerdy on the Twitch show. Um, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. But we really want you to listen on Spotify, people. That that's our target. Spotify, leave those five star reviews. Delvin, I gave you a five star review today, man. That was oh, that thank you. Episode I listened to. 
Thank um, you. I appreciate that. No problem, man. I, I pre- again, I appreciate you for having me. So just, just give me a follow. Give me a try. Listen to the first five minutes of the show. If it ain't for you, it ain't for you. Just come in with an open mind and don't, don't get offended easily. Yes. No getting offended easy. If you don't like it, you don't have to leave nasty reviews and like that. Just keep walking. If you like it, get a man a five-star review. Let him know you like it. Hit him up on his Twitters, his Instagrams. Let him know that he's cool. Simple as that. My guy. Thank you for coming on, brother. Thank you. You're welcome, brother. As always, Delver Cox Experience, we are out. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Delvin Cox Experience. If you like more content, go on patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There, there is more exclusive podcasts, including I'm the Podcaster, He's the DJ, that is the hip-hop podcast I do with Mr. Tim Hines, as well as the Boondocks, which is a Boondocks review show I do with my son Delvin Jr. With that being said, I want to give a special shout-out to Patreon producers, Shirley Walker, Ghost Rider UK, and Mikey Famine. Thank you. God bless.